Ha, <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Big fish shit, man. Y'all know what it is. All right, we got a we got a good one today. But first, we got to start off by thanking everybody who continues to listen. You know, continues to share this with your family and friends. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. OG Big Fish Podcast. We're here to elevate. We're here to challenge our thinking, challenge our way of doing things, and try a lot of new methods out that can hopefully teach us lessons for how we can move forward in a more enlightened elevated manner that sounded all right right all right so with that let's get right into it today we're not gonna waste any time you know we, we, we're talking about a, a hot topic what was last week we were talking about energy well, we're gonna stick with the ease a little bit we're gonna talk about emotions all right we're gonna talk about emotions and how as a society and we've already touched on this but as a society, we are just getting soft, like so soft. I can't even say we're getting soft. We are just, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. Uh, you know, so you guys know I always title the episodes when I'm done. But right now, I just wrote on top of my page, we are getting soft, dot, 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 and it's bad, period. No exclamation because I don't even want to scream about it. I don't want to scream about it anymore. I don't want to argue about it anymore. I have a new thing. I'm actually doing a, uh, I challenge myself 30 days to not critique anybody. So I guess I give myself an hour on here because, you know, it'll be some constructive criticism. Uh, some, you know, I feel like, you know, me giving my opinions on certain things, it's going to have to be that. But in my day-to-day life, whether it's professional, uh, professionally, personally, you know, relationship wise or, you know, with anybody, my family, friends, I'm just not critiquing. So and that's all comes from this book that I'm reading, How to Win Friends and Influence People, old school book by Dale Carnegie. This is a gem. This is my first time reading it. And I'm embarrassed to say it every time because I realize that almost everybody that I talk to who I respect, uh, not saying that the people that I don't respect haven't read it, but when I look at look to them, and hold them in high regards, they've read this book, and they said that it's so impactful, so I'm just glad that I'm getting it now, rather than getting it later, shout out my boy, Brian Hill, he actually gave me the book, (sighs) and, uh, but let's circle it back, so um, I'm gonna be critiquing a little bit here, but the approach is gonna be, I'm gonna try something a little bit different outside of this, here, you guys know I may get riled up just talking to myself, Uh, You know, I don't have anybody here to calm me down, but we're trying to control our emotions. And that's what we're actually going to get into that, get into today. So we're getting soft and it's bad. Let's just take a look at society. Let's look at society. It is so backwards right now. It is so backwards right now. There is like we don't have any traditions that make sense. Our cultures are so out of whack. Uh, it's just bad. Things are bad. And, you know, when I say our culture, our culture, as I said, of course, I'm a I'm a black man. So, you know, I'm always impacted by the black culture and certain things that I see in it, um, negative or positive. I'm impacted. But it's this this particular conversation is is bigger than that. And it being bigger than that, it's still going to impact everybody. Well, it's going to impact everybody. And it's just, it may, maybe this is the common ground where a lot of people who may have or may still see themselves as different, maybe this can be the common ground to where 
a group of us comes together and gets a handle on this thing that we call life and society and we start getting back to being strong especially you know our our men strong masculine leadership all right strong masculine leadership it's needed it's needed you know like it or not we are the leaders the men we are the leaders and i totally understand why you know a woman may hear that and slightly get offended because we haven't been living up to our standard of being a leader and that has caused so many different problems in our society and i don't i'm not sure that we actually understand the imp- the impact that it has in our society because a lot of times when you look around you'll see the very people that are it's like we all a lot of times we may ha- we hate the same things or we dislike the same things or we agree on you know certain things not being in our best interest however it's just hard for us to find the common ground in how we execute on the solution so let's just kind of figure out you know identifying the problems because you know a lot of times we'll we'll go about different solutions but we don't necessarily understand how those solutions impact us moving forward we're almost the solutions are based out of us being triggered or lacking something to where then now we're overcompensating and causing a whole bunch of other problems. So as you can already tell, this is one of those that I'm getting on my tangent. I'm going on my tangents and not on my soapbox, but we're just having those conversations. You know, I I have, you know, I always stay with my outline, but we're going to get all over the place. We're going to get all over the place with this one. But when I talk about soft, we are getting soft and it's bad. What, what, what is my definition of soft? I see soft as us not standing on our purpose, our principles, our morals, our values, and instead doing things that are either in our personal interest, even though that we understand that, hey, this is not the honorable thing to do, as well as us making, and maybe this is the the trigger that causes that, but us making emotional decisions when logic is necessary. And these emotions and the impact that we've allowed society to have on our lives has destroyed us. So emotions and the impact we've allowed society to have have on our lives has destroyed us. It's like a bad combination because I feel like society in a lot of ways, they're feeding into, this is the worst time to just be driven by emotions. And because I feel like society will push us to, oh yeah, you're supposed to do that. Oh, it's okay. Um, In every every area, and like I said, we're bouncing all over the place. It's like from participation trophies to telling a kid, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do this. There's, There's no accountability. There's no responsibility. It's it's as if kids don't even reach their first level of accountability until maybe their late 30s. Think about it. Hopefully you play sports, which is why sports is, is now so probably more important than ever, because society does not preach. Um, society does not encourage, I should say, us to be accountable. Society does not encourage that. Matter of fact, society wants it almost pushes us to. Just be soft. Oh, you can have your own journey. Whatever your journey is, no, it's not whatever your journey is because it's not about you. You're a part of a family. You're a part of a team. And society convinces us to go through life as if we're playing a single sport or a sport that just, and there's really, there's still not even any single sport because even if you're boxing, even if you're a you know, tennis player, golfer, you have a team. You have a team. Now, your role in that particular team is to be the one that performs. But whether you're an artist, you have a team. Now, okay, if you're the one person listening to this, that you do all this stuff on your own, you don't have a team, okay, cool. You can, you can turn off now. Don't worry about it. You have all the answers. You're good. But the majority of us, we are a part of a team. 
So when society encourages us to, oh, we're all unique, we're all, you know, we can all have our, you know, you can go this way and this would be good for you. You could, No, no, there needs to be some structure. And the lack of structure is one of the biggest things that has encouraged this society that just lacks in having any any strength we are just weak the areas that we're shouting at shouting shouting from the rooftop that we think because we're shouting it we're strong are just moving us backwards and it's like we don't even realize it but let's look at a couple of the areas that when i when i think about society and why i say we're getting soft and it's bad what areas am i talking about i'm talking about mental focus toughness discipline you know, how how do you deal with adversity? You know, you got a bad grade. You had a bad game. How do you bounce back? How do you handle constructive criticism? How do you handle constructive criticism? One of the biggest things. How do you handle an issue on the job? Do you just go home and, and just surround yourself with people? Oh, well they it's their fault. It's their fault. No, maybe you didn't live up to the standards that you... That you were supposed to deliver on. If you're a parent of a kid in sports. No maybe your kid just sucks. And needs to practice more. That's why he's not playing. Maybe he shouldn't. Oh he had a bad workout. I go to the boxing gym. These kids sometimes. they High school kids. They come in there. They're there for a day. They can't even complete a whole workout. It's like damn. Like, And, and that's going to lead into the next one. That I have listed as physical toughness. But a lot of that is just mental. You know, your mental is going to be, that, that's got to be number one. But now going into physical toughness, like, damn, bro, just weak, weak. We are weak. We are a weak group of people. We're overweight. We're not in shape. We're not physically fit. And then we wonder why we have all these problems. It's, but it's like we don't realize that, like I said, with society, if you if you allow society to sweet talk you, to finesse you out your draws. That's what society does. Finesses y'all out your draws. If you allow society to do that, then you're going to lose every time. Society tells you, oh, you could, you don't need to be in shape. You could be obese. You could be whatever. You could be this. You could be that. Oh, that's just, you're just depressed. That's not your fault. You're just anxious. That's not your fault. But we're not doing anything to hold ourselves accountable in the particular areas that will alleviate those issues so it makes no sense that's why i said it's like we're moving backwards we're moving backwards it's like we're doing stuff that's gonna cause even more of a problem rather than actually stopping and saying no done we're eliminating this we're, we're moving in a different direction we're just running we're running the wrong way faster and faster and faster and eventually we're going to crash all right so we talked about mental focus you know toughness discipline then we talked about physical toughness with there's got to be an emphasis on this there's i don't care even if you don't play sports you need to be in shape you have to be physically fit that's just it it's I, i don't even know other what other way to describe it i know it's not back in the day where you know people had to fight you know, it's not like medieval times where you have to have a sword and stuff. I get it. I get it. It's not that. But it may be that. And it may come to that. And I remember a lot of people being scared over the pandemic that maybe didn't think about a lot of these things. But when that pandemic hit, shit got real. And we started to worry a little bit differently about things that we hadn't considered before. So I'm not saying that you need to be a bodybuilder, you need to be this, but you need to be fit. It's important, not only for your physical, but for your mental as well. Logic and reasoning. Logic and reasoning. We are getting soft on this, and it's terrible. We're allowing ourselves to be controlled too much by our emotions instead of what makes logical sense. Look at how we raise some of our kids. Oh, well, he doesn't like vegetables, so don't force him to eat. No, no, no. He needs to eat vegetables. She needs to eat vegetables. Or no, she needs to go practice. 
He needs to get off the video games. But we're just appealing to, to be our kids' friends and do what, what makes them happy emotionally that we're disregarding what's going to actually teach them to be adults and move through society as adults without needing a crutch, without needing to, to always lean on somebody, their parents. No, <laughs> we're not teaching our kids the right way to think. And that should be logically and with reason. And the next area that comes to is picking our partners. Now, this is probably one that suffers based on a lot of the other ones. And it's a little bit perhaps out of context of the other ones. However, this is one that directly impacts us. And we see it in our relationships where I'm sure women would agree that there, when it comes to trying to find a quote unquote real man, a leader, somebody who's going to take care of the family, protect, provide, capable. I listened to, I don't, I just got on, I just got put on with Andrew Tate. I don't know much about him, but I did hear him describe what a quote unquote high value man is, a man of value. I know that high value term's been thrown around a lot, but what he described it as, it was perfect the way he described it. And like I said, I don't know a lot about, I know he got canceled by everybody, but usually people who get canceled by mainstream, I, I tend to want to look into them because, you know, although mainstream society will, will try to tell us that, oh, that person is just bad. They have to be canceled. Nah, 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 nah. I want to know. What are they saying that you don't want us to hear? Because the way the direction society is moving in is backwards to me. So when society tends to cancel somebody, I tend to be intrigued. I want to learn more. Not that I'm going to just become a fanboy of that person, but I want to learn more. I want to make my own, draw my own conclusions on their behavior and what type of person they are. So I heard Andrew Tate describe, and it shouldn't even be what a high value man is. It should just be what a man is. And it was a capable human being, a capable man. That's what a high value man is. That's what a capital M-A-N is. Capable of providing. Capable of provide, um, protecting. Capable of making logical decisions. Uh, capable of doing a lot of different things when they are necessary. That's how he described it. That's what a leader does. It's not just one thing. It's, it's having the capability to do a lot of different types of things as they are needed. All right, so... I'm not saying that you have to protect yourself from a burglar coming in the house every day. No, it doesn't work like that. Hopefully, it never happens in your lifetime. However, you need to be prepared for that if it does happen. So that's just, it. we have to be capable. I'm not saying that, you know, if you have a wife that works and, you know, she brings in half the amount of money, maybe more, whatever, whatever portion that she's bringing into the household, as a man, you need to make sure that if shit hits the fan and your wife is no longer working, that you have the capability to turn shit up a notch and to put the family on your back financially, emotionally, all these different areas and make them feel protected, make them feel provided for. That's important. So it's the, it, it, it's the, the capability, the ability to be, I don't even know how you would say it, the capability to be whatever is necessarily, the capability to be whatever is necessary at that particular time. That is what, what is being a man. The capability to be and to do whatever is necessary at that particular time. That is what being a man is. And we've gotten away from that how society pushes us, how we allow us to coddle our kids, all these different things. It's not teaching us to be, to grow capable leaders in our young boys. And then what happens if our, in, like I said, ask women, ask women if there's just a plethora of capable men out here for, for them to um, either, you know, however you look at it, them choose, 
you choose them choose you you choose them whatever ask them so then what ends up happening if you don't have capable men what do women feel they need to be capable women right so then we start moving backwards now before i go too deep into that point i want to discuss something and i've talked about this before and it's the older generation and i feel this is why i always get bothered why you know people who are too old can be disconnected and not to say too old with with age you know comes wisdom obviously however you are also somewhat disconnected in a lot of ways you're disconnected by what the younger generation may be going through you're disconnected by the problems or the results of the problems that you may have faced like you're very well versed at the problems that you faced that you dealt with directly however you may be a little bit disconnected with the results of the problem and the new problems that were caused as a result of those initial problems so and why do i bring this up and it always comes up during politics you know, you you kind of just see it a little bit more. And I, I have that discussion with my parents where the stuff that they're complaining about or the stuff that's an issue to them, I, I almost feel as if, and this is not just my parents, when I talk to older people in general, it's almost as if it's not that what they're bringing up is not an issue. It's just like, hold on, you guys are talking about that, cool. But this is what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> like, like these are the issues that, oh, okay, that guy's an asshole. Okay, well, um, even though that guy's an asshole, I, I'm less concerned with that, but I'm more concerned with these other things that I'm dealing with. And whoever's going to help get this done, that that's what I'm more so, you know, aligned with. And you start to see this without, and you guys know, I, I don't, I don't like either party. You know, it just. Or I don't even think you're supposed to like, you know, a party. You're not supposed to be a fan of a party. You're supposed to to be logical with a party. You know, when you become a fan and you say, I like this, it's, it's like you're rooting for a team. And when you root for something and when you become a fan of it, you're adding emotions into it rather than just logic. So what makes the most sense? That should be the only thing on the agenda. That should be the only thing that allows you to weigh out you know, where your support's going to go. In my opinion, like I said, I'm like, I always say I'm open to, to being wrong and I'm open to, and why am I open to being wrong? Because how I felt yesterday, you know, after how I felt yesterday morning and then had an entire day to learn more things, to have more experiences. So I may feel differently today. I'm open to that. However, part of when I say we're getting soft, I'm not going to not voice my opinion on something because, oh, well, I don't want to say anything because it may not be right next week. Or I may feel differently two years down the line and then people will judge me. Listen, say what you say. And as long as you keep that integrity and you're trustworthy, then people should understand because and what it does is it opens the doors for other people to do the same. All right. So nobody's perfect. So let's keep going on. So that was just mainly to discuss the disconnect between a lot of the older generation and the younger generation. And I think with that disconnect, instead of us coming together and understanding like that common ground, it divides us and confuses us in a lot of different ways to where. Where where if we came together, we would understand like a lot of this, a lot of these things that we we don't like that other group doesn't like and that other group doesn't like. But for whatever reason, we disagree on just these these few things. And just like going back to the book with Dale Carnegie, find the common ground first. Find the things that we agree on first. Identify those. And then we'll get to an understanding where we'll, we'll, we'll realize that we actually agree on so much more than we disagree on. We actually agree on so much more than we disagree on. And when we understand that, then it allows us to be a little bit more open to 
as we start to explore the solutions to those problems. But no, people don't people don't want that. Society doesn't want that. Society doesn't want us to do that. Society wants us to be as emotionally as emotionally driven as possible, because when you have an emotionally driven group of people, then it allows you to control people without actually having to execute on the things that you say you're going to execute on. All right. So let's 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 move along, move along. So we already talked about how culture is created and shifted by leaders. So I just want to be very clear. Because of this, blame must be placed on the men and women in leadership positions. Now, I already said that, you know, as a man, I see myself, I, I see men as we, we should be the leaders. Now, I acknowledge that we haven't been living up to, to those standards. However, we should be. But I want to be clear that anybody in a leadership position, you are responsible. We are responsible for creating and shifting the culture. So let's dive into a little bit more, you know, the results of this softness that I'm talking about and how they play out in the real world. So we talked before about, you know, discipline, mental focus. And what do we see with this softness? We see a lack of discipline a lack of consistency, a lack of integrity, pride, a lack of competitive nature in children. This is one that so many parents struggle with. So many parents struggle with. I was just talking to one of my boys, Pete. Uh, you, you guys have probably heard me mention Pete the Noble before. Uh, you know, that's, that's my guy. That's my guy. And he was talking to me about his son. And how it's very hard for you know kids don't listen to parents kids don't i'm i'm a i'm a you know i'm the same way i'm a i'm i'm definitely guilty of that you know you don't listen to your parents you listen to other people because you feel like your parents always nagging but sometimes you really do listen to them even though you act like you don't you know what they're saying is is right but you just don't necessarily want to do it but one of the biggest struggles that pete was mentioning that he was having as well as a lot of the other the parents of the kids I'm around his son's age, we're instilling a sense of accountability. We were talking about a lot of different you know, ways to describe it, but then it actually just came down to just being a dog. And since it's Big Fish Podcast, being a shark, you know, being a dog, being a shark, you know, being to the point where nothing affects you from achieving your overall goal. A loss, okay, boom. I'm going to turn this loss into a lesson and get better. Not just you you go into a game and, you know, your coach doesn't play you as much as you want, so you're sulking. And we've all been there. We've all been there. So that's why I say it's so important for us to now voice our opinions when we are adults and for us to instill these lessons in our kids because we know that just like those kids that sulk when I go to the, to the, the boxing gym, when my boys working them, they start sulking and getting all weak and stuff. What do you think they're going to do in life when they face adversity? What do we think that they're going to do in life when they face adversity? And it's, they go home and tell their mom or their dad, whoever, and say, oh, that was hard. I don't want to do it anymore. What? Take your ass to the gym, bro. You need to learn this. For your mental strength. For your physical strength, for your decision, everything, every, it, it's just tough. And actually, based on my conversation with Pete, we're actually going to be starting something called Shark Camp, all right? Shark Camp. It's teaching these young kids who just don't have that in them, don't, don't have that tenacity to be great, that itch, that, that burn to just want to maximize their potential to deal with adversity to overcome adversity, to problem solve, all of these different areas that are most important. When I think about the lessons that I learned from sports, all of these lessons, these are what are going to carry me for the rest of my life. And society, you know, like I said, that's why it's so important if you played sports, because society, it's, it's just pacifying us. None of these, oh, well, you shouldn't have to problem solve. That just that problem just shouldn't be there. 
what? Do, do you live in an ideal world or reality? I don't care what should and shouldn't. I care what is and what is not and how to prepare myself as well as my kids and my loved ones to deal with that reality. I don't, I'm not going to spend hundreds of years how a lot of our leaders have, you know, traditionally within our culture, I'm saying, fighting for this should be, this is not fair. This should be this way. This should be that way. At a certain point, I'm just going to accept shit is what it is and move accordingly and study those who have been able to successfully maneuver in the society and win. Period. That's where my effort and time and energy is best served. For my people. My my group, my round, my family. That's who I'm talking about. My friends. So when you look at this lack of discipline, consistency, pride, competitive nature, you know, in our kids. Are we really equipping them with the tools and skills that they need? to be our leaders of tomorrow? Are we? So, and I get it. We try to create lives for our kids and the people that look up to us so they won't have to go through the trials and tribulations that we went through. However, we have to think and and recognize that those trials and tribulations are what allowed us to learn the invaluable lessons that we needed to learn in order for us to prosper. Those are the lessons. So, you know, and, and it's even worse when you have these advancements in technology and overall in society where we create things out of comfort and convenience, or maybe I should say we create things out of discomfort and inconvenience to be more comfortable and convenient for us. But with comfort and convenience, how do we how do we teach those skills that mostly only come from adversity? That's why comfort and convenience is so dangerous. Especially when it's not achieved directly through hard work and it's tough as a parent. How do you put your kids in those situations where they're going to face that adversity? You know, you want to protect them. You want to coddle them. You want to, you know, shield them from the evil world. But perhaps instead of shielding them from the evil world, we need to equip them with the tools, sometimes weapons um, needed to face the world to make sure that we uphold a certain standard that we're looking to uphold. So let's go on to the next one. So we talked about the lack of discipline. We talked about the kids. Let's look at another example. This is a good one. Entitlement in the office. Entitlement in the office on your job. And we all see it. A lot of us do it. But people feel like they should do less in the office. However, they feel like they should make more money. Talk to anybody on their job. They all acting like they do too much to be making what they make. Everybody across the board feels that way. Meanwhile, they probably have a manager or a boss who's looking at them like, damn, this person isn't doing anything. And now they want to get paid more. You can't even handle the responsibilities that you have. And especially, especially with this pandemic, where the people who are fortunate enough to have jobs, (laughs) the people who are fortunate enough to have jobs don't feel that they should work. Or they're looking for a way out. And I, 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 I get it. I don't subscribe to it, but I get it. You know, we, you, we were spoiled in a lot of ways. It's like, oh, shoot, I could do this in my pajamas now? Just with my computer? Then you start convincing yourself out of the convenience. You start convincing yourself like, well, actually, I, could, I do more work at home. It's easier. You know, it's easy for me to apply myself. I'm not, you know, getting distracted by the people. Bullshit. You don't work. You don't produce and i'm talking to the majority of people here if you're if this doesn't apply to you leave it where it is leave it where it is the majority of people if they don't have structure and if they don't have leadership and if they're not in an office that is conducive to them working hard 
then they're not going to do it. They're not, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it from the comfort of their home. There's too many distractions. You got the TV, you got the dog, you got your kids, you got the online shopping, you, you laying, working in your bed. You started off working at the, in the office. Now you're just doing it from your bed. We, we know this. It's to the point where people who used to go into work, you know, going into work, remember when that was a thing? Five days out the week, you actually had to go, get on a bus or drive in, take the train, whatever, and go to the office. People, it's almost like they're offended. Like, why do I don't get why I have to go to work? I did, I can do the same thing. No, take your ass to work. Unless you can, now, unless you can prove that you're exceptional and that you can deliver as much or more by being at home, then I guess, you know, if, if that's the case, then you have an argument, but let's be real. Now let's take you out of the equation. We know you're special. Like you, we know you are special. We know you can, you know, your work is exceptional and you do just as much at home, you know, but, but let's look at the, uh, the other common people, you know, the other common people, the other 99.999% of people, it's not going to happen. I think about, you know, uh, the, the teachers, this is always a funny one. I get to get on teachers. My mom's a teacher. My mom was a teacher. My grandfather was a principal teacher. Uncle, I, a lot of teachers. My aunt was a teacher. So I get to get on teachers. They told me I could. So when the pandemic hit and you know people trying to get kids back in school, everybody was just doing what's in their best interest, right? Parents wanted the kids to go to school because, you know, shit, I'm tired of, I'm tired of raising these kids. I need my babysitter back, right? And then the teachers, they like, shit, I'm, I've been working from home. Like, I don't really like the whole computer stuff. But, hey, my um, seven-hour, eight-hour day just turned to five and a half, you know, now that I can work from home and not have to travel, not have to deal with the kids before school, after school, you know, not have to run anywhere out for lunch, not have to – everything's convenient in my home. No, 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 this pandemic – I don't feel comfortable going to school like that. Like I said, everybody makes decisions out of their, their own personal convenience and comfort, you know, rather than making the logical – and what are a lot of times hard decisions. So that was just me taking a little shot at the teachers. But y'all know damn well y'all just wanted to stay home. The majority of y'all. Not you in particular. You who just got mad. Not not you in particular. Not talking about you. I would never do that. All right. So the last one that I'm going to talk about is. Uh, well not the last one. But yeah. In this particular section. Is the compromised state of our mental health. The compromised state of our mental health. When we talk about mental health, and I know it's such a big thing right now, it, it it bothers me. It really does. Because I always question, are the solutions proper or just for profit? Are these proper solutions or are these profit-based solutions? Oh, take this medicine. Take this. Take this. It's a business. Mental health is a business, just like any other type of health. It's a business. Don't believe me? Befriend some doctors. <laughs> Get into the healthcare industry. Everything is a business. Everything. Period. I don't need to go into to more detail than that. Everything is a business. So when people talk about mental health, we have to understand that the majority of anybody pushing you mental health is doing it so they can benefit from it. That's the majority. So... And, and why do I say this? Because I don't see too many mental health uh, initiatives that push physical health. One of the biggest impacts, one of the biggest impacts, physical health, being healthy, like that you need to eating healthy. All these different areas, I don't see them getting pushed. I see more prescriptions. If you have an issue with your mental health, before you take any pill or prescription or anything else, you should change your diet. You should change your workout regimen or create a workout regimen. Become healthier. Start applying yourself to certain things that are purpose driven. All these different areas. But I don't see these issues being addressed. It's more so like, oh, well, you're depressed because of that or you're anxious because of this. Outside factors rather than us looking internally. There's no accountability with it. Now, I'm not saying I, I don't. Even, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Like, matter of fact, I'll say it. I'm not saying that 
this is the situation for everybody that nobody has ever needed medicine. I don't really like taking medicine and prescriptions. I think that there's always, always natural remedies and herbs out here that we should dive into first and explore those. And then, you know, do what makes sense after that. If it doesn't work, let's look for other solutions. So I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I guess I was getting soft and I felt the need to say it, but I'm trying to, you know, do this, be my regular self, as well as incorporate some of the new lessons that I've learned through how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. So a little, little plug for, for Dale. Um, so let's, Let's get into, uh, okay, so we're talking about the state of our mental health. The impact of social media where we compare, oh, this is a good one, hold up. Shout out to my boy, Jamal Salam. All right, shout out to my young boy, Jamal Salam, my young king. He hit me with something crazy on Instagram. And it was just so, see, now I'm amping it up. So now when y'all hear it, you're going to be like, man, that wasn't that just just hear it out social media it's a platform to where we are conditioned to compare our practice tape to someone else's highlight film social media is a platform that has created and encouraged us to compare our practice tape to someone else's highlight film if you play sports, then you know what I'm talking about. Everything is perfect on Instagram. So therefore, it sets unrealistic standards when we compare our regular day-to-day -day lives to Instagram. Because people look perfect on Instagram. It's just where we are with the Instagram culture and social media in general. People aren't putting their, you know, when they don't look their finest, when they don't come to the gym in their makeup and whatever else. You know, when they're having their slip-ups and whatever. People, oh, no, life is perfect. That's how Instagram's going to tell it. But it's creating unrealistic standards that we now have to strive for. So if we don't live up to those fake standards, those act, it's like actors, those fake standards. If we don't live up to those fake standards, now we become depressed. Now we're stressed out. Now we have anxiety. Now we're, you see how this all impacts Every area of our life. Every area of our life. Now, how does this connect back to being soft? Well, I'm talking about the leadership. The leadership. We need to stop allowing. We need to, you know, allow people to do whatever they're going to do. But damn, can we get some, some leaders to the front that are going to push the agenda in the right way? That are going to be the leaders that are necessary rather than the leaders that are wanted? Because all this is going to impact us down the line. All of this is going to impact us down the line. And I'm going to go through a couple different ways. Destroying the masculinity in our young men. It, it's a huge problem. And I believe that being this politically correct society has been used as a weapon amongst men. And it's almost as if it goes back to... How do I describe this? All right, I'm gonna. It's funny. A comedian was talking about this. So the community, a comedian, was talking about. I forget the guy's name. Sorry about that. I'll try to find your name, but I just saw it in a clip where he was making a joke and he said that you know he's listening a few things and he said that yeah we I I agree with feminism, you know I I agree with it, you know this this was just you know we we had a discussion i went to a rally and they were fighting for the same stuff that i agree with sexual freedom you know he was making a joke he said the ability to show my titties you know sexual sexually free i want to dress as provocative as i want i want to be able to have sex with whoever and as many guys as i want i want to be able to work and contribute financially to the household i don't want you to just be the only one making money the ability to choose to have abortions they were talking about and and you start to think about all these different things. And if this is a joke, this is a comedian. All right. So let's be clear for all the don't cancel me. Don't Andrew Tate me. Um, but I'm just referencing, you know, the, the joke and the truth that is in that joke, where when we look at. When we destroy the masculinity in our young men. And remember, I talked about earlier now it forces women. 
young women and then becoming, you know, adult women to have to overcompensate for what the men are lacking. So if you talk to, to women, and I'm not saying women are not capable of working, obviously, you know, not capable. You do whatever you want to do sexually, you dress how you want to dress. I don't necessarily agree with it, you know, but you, you do what I guess ever it is you feel that you need to do. And hopefully in our homes, you know, we can establish enough structure within our own homes and respect among our kids to where even though the rest of society may be doing something, if we disagree with it, hopefully, you know, it's a, it's tough to fight against, but hopefully we can, you know, still convince our kids to go about it from the logical way rather than just what society's pushing on us. But this overall concept, you know, if we don't raise leaders, if you don't have capable leaders, then other people are going to become leaders. And that may throw things off. And to me, just my opinion, that's why a lot of our society is backwards. And it's so funny that this, what this comedian was touching on was the fact that, you know, when I talk about politically correctness has been used as a weapon against men, just look at all the other groups. It's like you, you shame men for being all of these things, vulgar, toxic, all these different things. But then a lot of these extreme groups, they're doing the same thing that they're shaming other men for. They're vulgar. They're quote unquote inappropriate. They're bullies. And they bullied us into accepting their new standards that suit them best while holding us to those standards that don't suit us best. It's backwards. That's why we need leadership. We need leadership. But, and it, it has to be that we're just not understanding the impact that it causes. So let's look at this. This, this what does this lead us to? This leads to the very people who suffer the most from the lack of masculine leadership. The very people that suffer the most from the lack of masculine leadership, let's say being women and children, to fight against the very thing that is helping them and to fight for the things that they'll complain about later on down the line. The things that will put them in compromising positions that they aren't built for because they've pushed against it. So when I say that they're going to put them in compromising positions, a woman that may have to protect and provide for herself, that's a very vulnerable and compromising position. But they don't realize necessarily that everything that they've been pushing their entire lives is against what they, it's for that, but against what they would agree is the right thing. I'm sure most women would say like, you know, I, I think a man should be a leader. I think a man should be honorable. I think a man should be able to protect his wife. These are just common things that we understand. However, we don't understand that we're actually pushing against it in a lot of ways. But like I said, I don't blame the women because they're doing it to overcompensate for what the men lack. Because we're raising these soft ass little boys. Just being honest. We're raising soft ass little boys. It just is what it is. So it's not fair to our daughters and it's not even fair to our sons. It's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to the next generations. Because it just throws people off. It gets people out of their roles. And and I don't want to say like, oh, this is the role for a man. This is the role for. No, it just. But there are roles for a reason. Look on any team. The coach is the coach. The offensive coordinator is the offensive coordinator. The point guard is the point guard. The forward's the forward. The boxer's the boxer. The boxing coach is the Everybody has different roles that are needed to play. And sometimes one person is more equipped to play a particular role than another. If I'm seven feet and built like Shaq, I may not be as equipped to run play point guard. If I'm if I run a five flat, then I may not be equipped to be a wide receiver. You know, maybe I should figure something else out. These are just the things that sometimes we have to figure out because different, we are built different. We are different. We are not the same. All right. We're not, we're not equal. I don't even know what that means. Most men and men aren't equal. So why would men and women be, it just doesn't make any sense. But these are just talking points 
that continue to push us in the wrong direction. And we have to understand that. So this causes our young men to reach adulthood with no idea what it is to be a man. They're confused. Young women reach adulthood and think they have to become men to compensate for the lack of leadership in the men. So it's just backwards. So the lack of masculinity and strength has our society backwards. But we have to recognize that it's a cycle. So don't follow the cycle. Don't follow the cycle. It's like when we talked about trends. Don't follow trends. Don't follow what's hot right now because you're always going to be following. You're always going to be behind. The only way to get ahead is to stand on what you stand on. Integrity, loyalty, values, morals, principles. You stand on those things and eventually that cycle, that trendy cycle will come back around. And when it comes back around, be prepared for it and have the courage to stand up as the leader that we need. And do what's necessary instead of what's wanted. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. I know this has been a long one. And I actually was going to incorporate um, another. But we'll actually save it for next time. What we're going to start incorporating is questions that, you know, at the end of the show, it doesn't even have to be pertaining to a particular topic or not. But just something that's on our mind, because a few people have been reaching out and asking me questions like, yo, can you discuss this on the podcast? Can you discuss this? It may not be a full show, but it's still worth, you know, us diving into because it impacts us in a lot of ways. So next week, I'll start that with the question of the day. And with that, man, y'all, y'all have a good one. You know, achieve, push yourself, do something today that you don't feel like doing. But just because you know what's going to be, it's going to be the thing that you know, maybe not pushes you over the top, but it's going to be one step closer to eliminating those bad habits and getting toward the good habits, the ones that are aligned with our purpose. So strength and honor over and out. Y'all have a great week. And um, let's let's just uh, let's just keep building. Let's just keep building, keep elevating. All right. Y'all have a good one. Ooh. <laughs> Are we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops First get the bread up and buy back the whole block Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop If I said it, then I meant it Real ones gonna respect it and it's still OG It's in me, I represent it